0: everyone and welcome back first of all i'm going to start by apologizing we actually skipped one week i was a little bit ill and may had to study she's actually busy studying and i had some exams throughout so but we're back and what a week to be back after jerez or jerez whatever you call it depending on where you are in the world i guess but what a crazy weekend what a fun weekend and we're happy to be back as always guys please remember to give us a follow on social media Facebook, it's the You, Me and MotoGP page and give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on. Your support is much appreciated. So, Nate, tell me, how do you feel about the weekend's race? Right?
1: No, no, it was a very exciting week and gare?
0: <laughs> Let's say gare, is it jare? I don't know how to say it. Jare? I'm not Spanish. <laughs>
1: very exciting weekend, jare. <laughs> jare was good. Jare was good
0: don't, don't show the people how off we want your freezer.
1: You said it first. <laughs>
0: So, racing. what did you actually think of the clowning around now?
1: Um, I thought that I was going to lose my boyfriend through the TV because I've never seen someone biting their nails so close to the screen losing their mind over motorbikes.
0: Um, it was almost a Bradbinder double. I, thought I wanted to get into the TV. Speaking of Bradbinder doubles, it took us exactly uh, 96 seconds to start talking about Bradbinder. I think that's a new record for us. And KTM. And KTM. So that game you suggested that we play with the shots, I'm We're scrapping that.
1: Drunk right now, we can't play
0: that game <laughs> while watching the races this weekend. I thought about We really had to play that game. We'll just be plastered on this podcast. I know,
1: Lincoln, we would really be thankful for our support this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: but happy to see KTM doing well. Pecco Wing also coming out again and showing us why he's world I champion. He
1: won. That was it. Yeah,
0: Do you think he misses Jack now? He's like he felt it. It, it just played out in such a way that it, it was almost awkward how after he fell, yeah, but, like it in the was celebration. Like
1: number one, and then it was like Jack and Miller and KPM, and they all, oh, and then he's just like throwing the prosecco on himself because <laughs> the vibe wasn't that hard on his section. It time. was
0: a little bit better with the main race celebration obviously the same three guys on the podium, but. With the sprint race, it kind of like felt loaded like. I had the
1: of them and excitement, and then all of a sudden it's just like, yay! That's <laughs> very depressing. <laughs>
0: like, Pekka, let's go get into the VIP room champ. Okay. We should cut the guys in slack. Like he is actually a champion. Yeah, no, he's always impressive. So, I want to start by mentioning to our listeners that I think I found the key to good motor DP predictions. It's being a complete newbie and knowing no, absolutely nothing. Cause even though we missed a week, I think we need to mention the fact that you actually, I don't think you called for a win, but you called for Alex Rins to be on the podium. And at that stage, I actually paused the podcast and told you you uh, almost called you an idiot and told you, please make more realistic predictions because we tried to keep our, our listeners. And you told me no, that you had a gut feeling about Alex Rins. And what does Alex Rins do? He goes and wins. So, stop.
1: Top. I have the magic crystal ball with all the answers. Talking, no, I don't want to talk about Red and balls, in life is it? generally, also, you should always be listening to me. It's the
0: rule. I wish I would have let you go on my Betway account and just put $100 on Alex because I'm it sure. Would be a
1: uh,
0: who would have thought that? It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's ball crazy. Ball so, well done, Shanae. You are ahead of our Fantasy League predictions. I forgot what we said the points will be, so I'm awarding you with 2,000 points. Well done. And we
1: will turn this into shopping
0: points. I know I will not be getting D P merch. Okay, so how it works is for every two thousand points you get, you get two rands worth of shopping. So well I don't done! Find <laughs> <sign you>. these <laughs> <friends in condition. laughs> But well done for for um, choosing Alexander. That was crazy. And he actually said Fabio Quartararo as well, and he also okay. finished on the podium. So. Crazy cool! I can't believe you did it. I felt hellish stupid.
1: I also was sort of wasn't doing that
0: bad. Yeah, what? I can't remember. It's two weeks ago, and I'm old. I have a bad memory, but I think he was fourth or around there. He was also in the hunt. Luca Marini was the other one on the podium, and I don't think you called Luca, but...
1: No, I didn't call Luca, but, yeah, obviously I still got most of it correct, because smartest one in the room, just putting it out
0: there. Okay, but the room consists of me and you, so the bar isn't set very high.
1: That came
0: out of your mouth. Then, I think it's just good to mention some of the injury updates. Obviously, Paul Aspargo is still very, very much hurt. Saw somewhere, he read somewhere that he said that it's the most amount of pain he's ever been in. Obviously, with a broken jaw, so that can't be fun. I I wonder if he's drinking, like, taking in food through a straw. Must be terrible. But anyway, Paulus Espoch is still out. And Aya Bassanini actually was in practice on Friday and one of the qualifying sessions. Now I'm lying, he was in practice on Saturday morning as well. And then he pulled out because he's still not 100%. And then Mark Marquez... Yeah. So, Mark Marquez is still out. Apparently, three different medical teams advised him to wait that his he's not recovered yet. And then there's that story. So, I don't know if you heard that he, on Thursday or Friday, I think it was, he called and said he's going to have a press conference. Everybody was like, oh, shit, here comes retirement or he's changing manufacturers or stuff. And then apparently, he changed his Instagram bio from HRC Motor GP Rider to just Motor GP Rider. that was the whole frenzy that everybody was going through, but Mark Marquez is still out injured.
1: So yeah, I think you chose Mark Marquez for winner for the last time because he was like the favourite.
0: Yeah, but he did it right, so that was a stupid prediction. I should've, we should have recorded that podcast later and maybe just waited on the yeah, predictions.
1: now possibly retiring, which I think it's time, you know, his rival Valentino Rossi pulled that card and he's still here and I don't know why. But so He's a
0: little bit younger than Rossi, and I don't think he's retiring yet because he changed that HRC MotoGP rider to MotoGP rider. I don't think he maybe he's a time... He'll be a
1: rider regardless, even if retires, he'll still do But
0: surely yeah. then he would have made his by a former MotoGP rider. Former
1: 20-place MotoGP
0: rider, because you yeah. never really saw him doing much. You, you're talking about an 8 time all <laughs> in it okay? <laughs> no, yeah, I, 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 I don't think he's hanging up his boots yet. I think he's, he's going to change manufacturers. And that's a very unprofessional opinion, but yeah, who knows? So that that press conference thing he called got moved out. But
1: yeah, you
0: know, I know you're not very fond of Mark Marquez, or you don't really care about him because yeah, you know, he's one of the older guys in the paddock. And the thing is uh, in my opinion, and I'm mumbling here, you didn't see Mark Marquez in his prime because you're a new motor GP watcher. Lucky he was, Bassanini. All these guys, like, this is the hero, you know what I'm saying? Because this guy is, okay, maybe not being nice, but this guy is one of the best MotoGP GP riders to ever grace the track with his presence.
1: But also, don't you think it's kind of, like, irresponsible, like, you know, doing this at a, like, I mean, how fast do they go? Like, 340? Yeah, around there, yeah. yeah, and, you know, I mean, the other guy broke his jaw, so it's not that
0: it's not that serious. Yeah, no, you have to take it serious, but you can't say it's irresponsible. Brad Bender basically drifted that bike at a and something this weekend, and it's, it's a part of the sport. It's like saying you can't play rugby because you're going to get a hit on the face and hurt yourself. Unfortunately, it's part of the sport. So, yeah. The, your body and everything
1: also gets older. and You do age and at a time. You can't be
0: running around like a 20-year-old anymore. Stop hating on Mark Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> I still think he's one of the best. But anyway, let's move on to the weekend action. Jerez, Harry, whatever you call it. Jere.
1: Harry.
0: Okay, you're Spanish. Please Where pronounce Jerez for me.
1: Where am I Spanish?
0: Okay, um, let's you your Spanish.
1: Jare. I like Jerez.
0: Jerez. Jerez. Let's start with the sprint, sprint race. How cool is that sprint race? It was so intense. And I remember in the first episode of this podcast here, she's saying that we should be careful because the sprint race could come, be, become more popular than the main race. And that was another a clause Sinead prediction because as a GP fan, I kind of enjoy, and uh, some people would want to shoot me, I kind of enjoy the sprint races more than the main race, I think.
1: Yeah, no, don't blame you. It's a lot more action-packed and, like, that's what I wait for more on a weekend. I'd rather, you know, just get to the point point, see the action, like, it's quicker, it's faster, and we get to see more bolder moves from the guys.
0: Yeah, I know that's true. So, the podium for the main race, and the sprint race, was actually the same. Sprint race being won by Brad Binder.
1: But I must say, that was really shocking for me because I know, like, on the Sunday races, it's, you know, a lot more technical, and I think they said it was hotter weather, so the tyres were really struggling, and so to see the same three people just placing different on a podium. I mean, like, when has that ever happened? And two KTM bikes, so there's been a lot of firsts this weekend, which I think is really cool.
0: Yeah, it is really cool. I think the rest of the the paddock the should be a little worried because we've always said, and the whole world has always said, once KTM sorts out their qualifying, they're going to be really difficult to contend with. What did KTM do? They sorted out their qualifying. Yes, Brad came through qualifying one, but they sorted out their qualifying um, they qualified second, fourth, and sixth uh, with a wild card. It was Danny Pedrosa, and off the line. In, so there was two restarts, as you know, in the sprint race, and two restarts or two starts in the in the main race because of red flags. And those KTM's absolutely smoked everybody off the line. So they're so the cool.
1: consistent Also, like the <laughs> consistency of both races were like insane. You've never seen that level of just perfection, like they just knew exactly what to do and they went on and they did it so it's more like being mentally prepared and then physically getting the job done, but they really like did both, so that's kind of wild yeah
0: it was kind of cool, so I'm hoping this isn't just a Jerez a ger- uh, fluke or whatever well, you want to call, call it for KTM so hopefully it wasn't just the one we can think for KTM But it seemed like they sorted out some of their qualifying issues and that would be massive. And then we can't talk about the sprint race without talking about these nuts. You know, these nuts that I'm talking about is Brad Bender is absolutely, we use the word cowboy on this podcast way too much. But he is an absolute menace. The way he slid that back tire He's riding that bike as if it's like a, a BMX bicycle when he's playing yeah, in the street.
1: Miller, too. It was, like, on each other. There was, like, a race with KTM, and, I mean, the fans were going crazy. The commentators were, like, absorbing this up. So, this really made, like, a big TV. Like, this was yeah, really good TV. It
0: was really good TV. So, compared to the, sorry for my shitty F1 race. Uh, I do actually like this one, but it was a street circuit again, very boring. You look at the MotoGP, the MotoGP was such good racing this weekend. It was so much fun. Like, it, there was even a little video, I don't think you saw it, but where they in the car after the sprint race. It's Brad, Jack, and Pekka, and, and Jack's telling Pekka, uh, you must have had fun enjoying watching these two idiots in front of you because it was literally like two school children on their bikes just showing off being badass. Yeah, well, they
1: weren't like straight up, like for more than
0: three seconds it was just like gliding and sliding yeah. about. So it was very, very exciting watching that. Yeah, so the sprint race, very cool to watch. Uh Alatia that actually qualified pole position unfortunately fell out of the sprint race. And I have to say, sometimes I get very annoyed at the broadcast for not showing guys from fifth to maybe eighteenth because that's usually where Brad is and we obviously Brad fans. But this weekend especially, they focused so much on that top three, and I, I didn't mind this weekend because Brad was in that top three. Yeah, but the okay. racing up front was like so exciting. This is like, this is what we want for MotoGP, this is what we signed up for. I'm sure if you ask a guy like Fabio Guattuaro that he won't be happy with um, this weekend's MotoGP, but as South African fans being biased here, yeah, this was absolutely amazing and it was an awesome sprint race. So now, Brad has won two sprint races. He's very quickly becoming the sprint race king. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, so fr- Saturdays are sprints made for Brad.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, do you think, is it too early? Um. Let's talk about maybe title contention. Do you think it's too early to put Brad in that, that bracket? Because obviously now after the main race, and we'll chat about the main race now, Brad has put himself, up to third in the race. So it's Peko Benyaya first, then Marco Bezekiu fell out of the main race, and now Brad Binder in third. Do you think uh, KTM is still too inconsistent, or do you think they've made enough of a step for Brad to be competitive and to actually challenge for the world championship?
1: I don't know. I don't think I want to get too hasty right now. This was just very good. And as I said, like the consistency was really great, actually just mentally and physically matching it up for the weekend. But I think let's just see where the next go. But if it keeps going this way, I think it's, it's going to be very impressive. And I think he's going to be someone to watch. And I think he's going to, you know.
0: So then we had the main race on Sunday, obviously, as well. Absolutely crazy main race. So there was a restart yeah, again. So, okay. Yeah, so obviously restart again. Fabio in the middle there, but kind of in a sandwich. In my opinion, it was a, a racing incident. But... Uh, he was a little bit aggressive and the stewards have been on strict luck on Marquez on a bunch of the other guys, so I think they were trying to, to be fair. And I think if nothing happened, some of the other guys would have complained that Fabio can be overly aggressive and nothing happens to him. So I'm not too appeased by the long lap penalty they gave him because he crashed on the first, uh, first lap.
1: He took him out
0: like badly. Yeah, Miguel is like, yeah, he popped up that shoulder, so he dislocated the shoulder. So he did end, or end one race and potentially deal with Piseki going back with him, uh, down with him as well. So, yeah, I think the the long lap penalty is fair. And then um, in the main race, we need to chat about Fabio not doing the long lap penalty properly, going over the white line and having to serve a second one. Do you think he was pretty pissed off? <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't think he was a happy chap at that point.
0: Just didn't go his way this weekend. But, yeah, so... After the second restart, I was actually quite a peeve myself, obviously, because Brad got away in the, on the first start very well and by corner three overtook Jack, so he yeah. was in the lead. And then when they said uh, restart the race with the original grid positions, you was, were very uh,
1: stressful. I like, was like, oh, Yeah, now like to do that. again. And it was exactly the same.
0: As this. brother he just went and shot to the front, 100%. So for a very long time there, I was actually busy on our socials starting to create photos of Brad Bender pulling off the double and Jarrett and um and by the end, Peko just caught him. But it was a very interesting night before we get to Peko catching red, There was a little incident where, which we need to talk about, where Peko bumped Jack Muller in a corner. Luckily, none of them fell off, fell off. But these two are great mates. They used to be catty together. They're good friends. Peko immediately picked up his hand and apologized, and Jack kind of like waived him off. And after the race, it was really funny, uh, when they rewatched the race, the, the three guys on the podium, they have a little snippets, and Brad made some comment, like, hey guys, you should stop waving so much at each other. <laughs> or,
1: or something. Uh, I mean, also, Miller also did the same, almost, with Martin.
0: Yeah, so, that is actually funny, because Benya had to drop one position, because he did it to Miller. But Miller didn't have to drop one, and he did the, almost the exact same thing to Jorge. Uh, so, yeah, it was a little bit unfair for me there. And when Bengayi actually dropped that one position and gave Miller his position back after the Steward said drop a position, I thought that Brad was away. I thought, this is it. I wanted to start drinking brandies. I was ready to celebrate.
1: Yeah, but you can't ever not think that Prosecco Pekka is not going to be... I guess he's all champion it. for a reason, He's right? so good at catching people. And on a Ducati, I mean, it's easy.
0: Yeah, that is there's Ducati still all, but what I really like about this whole thing, in the beginning of the season, there was this whole narrative that Ducati's going to lock out every podium and it's just going to be It'd Ducati. Be show. Yeah. So it's and so now it's,
1: unpredictable.
0: it's so good. This is so good for racing. Uh, what I'm going to say is going to sound horrible, and I'm sure people are going to sway me for it, but I hope Beko falls now and again, just to keep this interesting. Because if he just wins every race, they going to be falling very quickly. But the fact that he's fallen out of two races is keeping this, this championship yeah, fight. Obviously, you
1: like. won't wish people to fall. But, I mean, you need some unpredictable behavior. You can't. Yeah.
0: It's <laughs>
1: great being world champion. but. I-
0: I don't hope he falls. I just like let's hope he blows a motor or loses a chain, it like magic Like
1: good television. I know this isn't produced by a studio, but I mean, like, give
0: something, get it, it, a beer or something. It does make a good television, but we can't complain now. We just had an awesome weekend of racing. We had good television. So let's. and also,
1: like, not even K ten all the time. Like, let's see, my man Jorge. Like, I want Anea to and, come back.
0: Okay, but I, I kind of person. feel you don't want Naya an and Orhei to be there for their riding skills, but more for the look of it. But So let's put the, throw some of the other guys in there. Who are we throwing in there? No, Stefan no. Bradle on the Honda. I'm kidding. Stefan, we love you. But yeah, it was obviously, honestly uh, a very good main race. Enjoyed the whole weekend of racing. Something else worth mentioning is the crowds. Like, the people were having a doorway. I was telling, you we've never been abroad for a MotoGP race, but if we ever do get the privilege, maybe we, go, we should go to, I'm not going to say that word, I'm just going to say Spain. Maybe we should go to Spain and go watch it." race. No,
1: I must also say, like, the post-race interviews, I mean, you could also understand what they were saying and you could get some feedback. Because
0: them. there was a South African and an Australian. So. Yeah
1: some english,
0: english <laughs> it was nice having some english in there so yeah but i just love brad's english is like proper South africa english words he uses words like hectic and insane and yeah it, it, he sounds like the proper South africa biker, but yeah spain looked like an absolute party i saw some videos of the guys like being there half past five six in the morning with their cell phone lights and they started partying. So, yeah. And how many? they
1: said it was like thousands or thousands of like did, that was packed. Like, yeah, it was I think, The attendance
0: over the weekend was like 160,000 people,
1: and there was a lot of people. That's there a lot was of like people, like no gap.
0: Openers. And all those bikes. Did you see the the, the pictures of all the that bikes? Imagine having the worst babalas of your life, and having to walk around there and try and find your motorcycle. And then there's guys like me who's very basic who likes a Suzuki GSXR, and those things are everywhere. So, Suzuki's everywhere, and like trying to find your bike must be a nightmare. Yes,
1: and Paulie will not be the only one with a broken jaw that weekend. (laughs) Just imagine them going home.
0: Some people may be getting some drinking injuries there and uh, hurting themselves. Hopefully not. But yeah, Spain looked like an absolute, absolute party. Excellent racing. Some other worthwhile mentions is Marco Bezzecki, who was the world championship leader, fell out of the race. Uh, another disappointing weekend for Aprilia. Alasio Spago was in pole position. He finished, I think, fifth it was. Maverick Vinales, poor guy. He just can't get a break. He, he, he's like ranting this whole week about how great he feels on the bike and how everything's going his way. And then on the last lap, he loses his chain. So I, I'm saying that with a giggle, but I actually feel bad for the guy. So yeah, it's just not going his way, and it seems like it's not going a brilliant way. And I don't think even until
1: we'll the next race. I mean, you never know. Like it hasn't been going okay, ten play, and now it seems to change quickly. Own, yeah, it's,
0: it's yeah, no, it thing. changes quickly. The one thing we can almost guarantee I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it is that come the next race, Honda is still not going to have a nice start. I think even though Mark Mark is almost probably be back. Things are looking horrific for Honda. So, uh, for the sake of the championship, I hope they turn it around because it's always nice having everybody be competitive. It's sad seeing a team that has so many world titles just, like, being nowhere. But I guess that's just racing, and uh, I'm sure Honda will pick it back. Nike, something else I want to mention to you is that there was an official announcement this week that come 2024 next year, there will be a six-round Women's uh, Motorcycle World Championship. What do you think? Is that, Do you like that idea? Or
1: what, what's your opinion? That's cool. Is Alexis Marquez also going to be in there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, of- uh, <laughs> I'm going to sound stupid, but is there Alexis Marquez? <laughs> well, if you grow <laughs> maybe if Alex doesn't do too well, he's gonna grow out his hair and try and sneak into the women's lot. Just just try and get a win somewhere because apparently you can't buy a win. No shame, I'm, I'm joking. I am a You're fan not of not all more the marqueses, but I also like giving people shit, so it's fun. No, it's, it's good. Um, talking. Uh, we should, maybe we shouldn't always, but talking about other sports and just diving into it. A few years ago you couldn't get 20,000, 10,000 people to a women's rugby match. And over this weekend, there was an English rugby match. I think it was England versus France. And there was almost 60,000 supporters at that rugby match. To give you an indication, that's the same amount of people that was at the All Blacks Springboks game last year at Alice Park. So that's massive. So what I'm generally getting to is it's great to see women's sport and Develop and grow, and there's a backing, and we can go into the politics of it. Me and you've had this discussion where I say women can't expect the same pay because the sponsors or the men are more, and you say this, and there's a whole debate and we can chat about it forever. And I'm not saying that's how it's supposed to be, but what I'm saying is once it becomes interesting and there's big sponsorships and you get fifty-six thousand people to a women's rugby match and you get uh, GP women developing. It's great to see the sport grow so women can actually also earn that spot in the spotlight and have that amount of people there. The and main
1: thing for this is just that they're getting the spots because it will grow and it will develop and they will get <laughs> sponsorships. But previously they weren't awarded that spot. So now for there to be a platform and there to be, you know, Space where they can actually go and start this football women's league. That's already a win, and everything will naturally progress with time.
0: No, I agree with you hundred percent. So well done. I think it was FAM and Dorno who announced that to MotoGP GP and Dorno, but that that's absolutely amazing to see that that progression. And yeah, since we've started this podcast, I've followed a lot of people on social media, and it seems like South African has quite a South Africa has quite a bit of women who really enjoy superbike or motorcycle racing. So hopefully we can see some South Africans jumping there and some some South African chicks doing it properly and then following and see for
1: the next podcast, you know, do some research on who are the top. Yeah, we should actually do no, that. No, 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 so
0: no. let let's maybe work in a little segment where we do a South African a segment on a local South African women's I mean, biker. I mean,
1: African,
0: but just, you know, who are the top contenders? And Yeah, because we know, actually actually don't know anything about that. Excellent idea. I really, really like that idea. Then, Nike, I'm going to key up your pick of the week for you and say I'm really, really glad you chose him because he's been having absolute shit luck. Uh, out of the four races, he's been taken out twice and it wasn't his fault one of the times. So, I'm really glad we are doing Miguel Oliveira this justice by giving him some airtime on the World's Best Motor GP podcast. So it's a pleasure, Miguel. It's a little bit of a shining light in your life, I'm sure. So, Shinake, your pick of the week.
1: So I chose Miguel Oliveira because he's had a tough week. So um, some of the fun facts would be that his nickname is Falcio, which translates to hawk in English. It's his nickname because it's his second Family you name know, and certainly so that the animal he would identify with also, you know, being a MotoGP, right? By then being like fast and sleek. So, also, he speaks a few languages, which is kind of cool because most of the MotoGP riders will just, you know, talk
0: about <laughs> their native language or very bad English. I hope interrupting an afternoon. They say they speak English, but the stairwell guard.
1: So, he speaks Portuguese, English, Spanish, Italian, and French. So that's quite a cool skill set to have. That's impressive. And then his best advice that he was ever given is to always give your best, and if your best isn't enough, be happy with what you did. And last fun fact is his favorite U.S. movie is The Gladiator, and which I also agree with that his favorite TV series is The Office, which we are (laughs) re-watching right
0: now. For the hundredth time, and who doesn't love The Office, honestly? He he, Miguel kind of gives me twice, twice, five, So he's a little bit of a little bit of a weirdo. No. Of
1: a weirdo. <laughs> he could be. Don't say job? Yeah, I can see Jim. He has a good sense of humor.
0: Okay, so that's Miguel over here. A little bit of facts that we didn't know about Miguel. So hopefully, the racing section of it turns around for him, and it goes better in 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 that facet of his life. So, yeah, Miguel, good luck. Hope you are fine. Hope you recover well. Yeah, Nike, as quickly as that, that's another podcast, another week gone. Thank you again for suffering through this. I think you are learning every week, and I think it's because you have a great teacher. So, thank you for being here, and guys, thank you for listening. Uh, As I said earlier, please remember to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, and,
1: Please guys like his memes. I can't be creating fake profiles any every an hour. Because if you've seen Karen with the C and Karen with the K, it's me liking the stuff just so that he doesn't go to sleep like a sad sack at night.
0: That's you joking about it, but the red from like, the goof
1: like
0: one of my memes got like a thousand likes. So thank you.
1: Okay, Mr. Famous here. Yeah? Well, I'll just edit in a verified tick next to his name so that he also
0: feels. Like <laughs> I'll buy it of you, no way. Elon gave me a choice to spend money on it. But all jokes aside, guys, thank you so much. Please remember to like and subscribe. And we'll uh, check you
1: next week. Cheers. Bye.